honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. The Minnesota Timberwolves went through a three-game stretch and come back one and two. And what should we call this? Peaks and Valleys, or we own OKC, but... Yeah, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> I suppose that's the title of the episode. We own OKC, but yeah, we can't guard anybody. And I don't know. We can beat Oklahoma City, which is great. I'm pretty convinced the Minnesota Timberwolves would beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in a seven-game series. And this is a team that's 15 games above 500. We're five games under 500. I don't see the Timberwolves beating anybody else in the division in a seven-game series. But for some reason, OKC, Minnesota, owns OKC. And this time it wasn't Andrew Wiggins as much. Still a decent game, but Carl Anthony Towns is owning just about everybody right now. 24.2 points a game on the season after a very slow start due to the butthead, Jimmy Butler, being what he is. Robert Covington on the mand and all that. G League assignment, still not on the Timberwolves, though. So we're still waiting for that. Would be a nice addition if the Timberwolves have any hopes to attempt to make the playoffs. So I think the chances continue to get slimmer and slimmer. And slimmer and slimmer because, well, we can't guard anybody. You give up 131 points to Detroit. You give up 120 to OKC, which is semi-respectable. 135 to the Washington bleeping Wizards. So, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this one. It's, uh, I don't know. There's just no defense. Like last week, defense is optional. You could call this defense is optional part 950 because it's been that way forever. At least going back to the uh, Kurt Rambis days, but I'd go even further. At, at times, um, but definitely the Kurt Rambis here. I mean, when the Wolves would give up 140 points in regular season or, you know, in regulation game situations, no overtime needed, that type of thing, because, well, you lose by like 20 points or something to whoever, the, the golden horrors, as I used to call them back then. Horror is not the other word, but it starts with a W, so don't worry, I'm not going that far. Um, not a good start to the month of March, unless you're happy about the Oklahoma City game, which I was, but... You just knew there was going to be a letdown in Detroit. Uh, wonderful start. The Wolves were on some kind of a high going into that one, but things changed so dramatically. Um, before I get started in the game reviews, which are going to be what they are, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's just kind of like a broken record other than, again, wonderful little game with OKC. Uh, but again, how much can you say there? How, how excited can you get? If this team loves Ryan Saunders as much as they say they do, and all of us, you know, those of you that are listening, I think every just about every one of us, are rooting for Ryan Saunders to get the job. But this team is not doing a good job of <laughs> representing the guy right now by playing basically zero defense. It was bad enough when Tom Thibodeau preached defense. He's the king of defense. He's the best defensive coordinator in NBA history. You know, you just got the Mike Zimmer of, of basketball. And, you know, you lay an egg defensively over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, it's one thing you get that. And then Glenn Taylor makes a decision to finally fire Tom Thibodeau. I mean, games like losing to Phoenix and such. It's just like, really? I mean, that's the best you can do, Brooklyn, games like that. You, you can't beat all these weak teams, seriously. But now, it's kind of similar. You can't beat Washington. You, you really, you, you can't beat Washington. You can't keep them under 135 points. You know, as much as all of us feel about John Wall, maybe he's overrated, maybe he's certainly overpaid, this and that. Uh, obviously he's out for the season, you know, but I mean, yeah, that's the thing. He's out for the season. He wasn't even available and they still score 135 points on you. Um, Timberwolves almost never win there, but it's like, you know, we almost never win in New York either. And we won there. So that's nice because the Knicks are that, that invisible now. No unicorn, obviously long gone to Dallas and he'll play there someday, hopefully for their sake. Someday he'll play kind of like Robert Covington to Minnesota. He's becoming more of a quote unquote unicorn, more of a fantasy to us, I hope he comes back. God, come on, Covington. Let's go. Let's go, Covington. Please. One of these days he will, obviously. But no, games like Washington, you are not representing Ryan Saunders well at all. You're not really, you're not making him look good at all. Um, I loved Ryan Saunders' defense of Taj Gibson in the Detroit game and everything. We'll talk about that in a bit, the altercation that took place. Pretty entertaining stuff, to be quite honest. But the game itself after that was just 
balls. It was just balls. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I know a lot of you, especially youngsters, but even older, you know, slightly older Gen X's like myself are like, oh, you know, the basketball in the 90s was boring. Every game was 99 to, or every game was 95 to 89. Don't you like 135 to 121? No, I don't like 135 to 121. I'd rather have something like 108 to 100, 110 to 100, you know, 112 to 105. I like that better. This is garbage. Like, it, it, it's like a bleeping all-star game. There's there's no defense. Guys are getting in there for layups, open spot-up threes a bajillion times. 135 points in regulation is ridiculous. It's utterly, you know, it's, it's fill, fill in the blank. It's garbage. It really is. Uh, Mr. Portis, Mr. Portis, Bobby Portis, heading to Washington in, change, in exchange for Porter, just to drive us all crazy. Porter for Portis. You gotta like that. That's a good combination there. Dar- uh, Dario Scharch, good, solid, efficient game in the 22 minutes he played. Carl Anthony Towns continued his tear. Kevin Garnett, MVP, 2004 numbers, 7 assists, 28 points, 10 rebounds. Actually, a low, low number in the rebounding category, but so what? Katie Bates' job continues to be a factor. But um, the problem is Luol Deng's not been available. Uh, the Timberwolves signed uh, Cameron Reynolds. Uh, undrafted free agent type, of course, and, you know, okay, well, he's a 10-day contract at this point. Unfortunately, Luol Deng is banged up, but you're getting to see uh, Kata Bates' job continue to play, and I like him. I think he's a solid player at 8 points, 5 rebounds. He's, you know, he's like a backup power forward, backup tweener type of guy who I think has some special skills, uh, 4 of 7 from the floor in the 26 minutes he played. You'd like to see a little bit more, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it's not bad. Unfortunately, in a game like this, though, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you give up 40 points in the first quarter. You're only down by four, and you're hanging in there most of the game, and you take leads here and there, particularly into the second quarter, early into the third. And very similar to Detroit, the just the floodgates opened, and it was like like no man's land. It was garbage. It was garbage. You know, it, it really was. Pardon my, okay, <clears throat> pardon my fake accent there, but it really was garbage. Um, Derek Rose, 17 shot attempts, 18 points. Again, continuing his erratic play. He puts the ball in the basket, but it takes a bajillion shots to get there. He's like an Allen Iverson, you know, and it's just, those of you that know me know I never really liked Allen Iverson. Oh, he could dribble around you. He could dribble around he could dribble around a tornado. He's the fastest dribbler. He's the best ball handler ever. But yeah, it took him like 30 shots to get to 35 points. That's garbage, man. That's garbage. <laughs> it really is. So I don't know. I don't like that either. Uh, entertaining player, Derek Rose. Again, the crossover, the aggressiveness, the want to, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's got that want to. But 17 bleeping shots to get to 18 points is kind of weak. <laughs> it's kind of weak. Don't you think? I mean, Todd Gibson, eight, eight attempts to 14. You know, yes, Derrick Rose is a more entertaining player than Todd Gibson, but I like efficiency too. Don't you like efficiency? Don't you like it? Come on. Wiggins, 12 to twelve attempts to 14 points. Just a classic. He's he's there. He's there. <laughs> yeah, he's there. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's kind of how that was. Josh Okogie didn't have much of, didn't have much to show for in this one. Didn't get too many minutes, kind of in and out, kind of a little bit uh, all over the place. Definitely got ran into foul trouble, five fouls in less than 16 minutes, so definitely a bit over-aggressive. And that's a rookie being a rookie right there, but at least you're getting the effort. Even Kata Bates-Jop got in a little bit of foul trouble, but I don't think he was worried about getting benched because, well, think about it. Why would Kata Bates-Jop be worried about getting benched? He barely even got to play all bleeping season. Tolliver even one of five. In a game that the Timberwolves score 121 points. Field goal percentage not so good for the Wolves, really, to be quite honest. Uh, from downtown, anyway, 4 of 27. That was awful. In in general, it's good. Obviously, you're hitting Carl Anthony Towns cut into the basket and slam dunking all over the place, which he did all week, basically. Those nice cuts to the basket. you got to love that. Uh, guys hitting him, as, he's, as I've said 16 times already, cutting to the basket. Great plays there. But um, generally speaking, though, I mean, yes, Carl's scoring. Carl's scoring, and it makes the other team's defense look bad, but it's more of Carl's just that good, and of course the play was good too. But then on the other hand, it's like absolutely no resistance. Zilch. Zippo, nada, no defense at all. Like, can't you do better than that? Please, can you please play some defense against a team that's like 10 games under 500, and 
I don't know. I mean, Washington just sucks. You know, they just suck. Why? Why? You know, I mean, just why? Why did he have to get? Why do you have to get absolutely smoked by this team? So we look at some of the numbers for Washington. I mean, their whole starting lineup shot, you know, over fifty percent, except for Bradley Beal because he's Mister Erratic. He's he's just like Rose, man. <laughs> he's just like Rose. Seven of nineteen. Great player, but a, a pretty wild game there. Yes, I know you might get mad at me for saying that. And what un, un, uneducated moron? I don't care. Go ahead and say that. What what good's it gonna? What harm's it gonna do me anyway? Uh, Jamari Parker, great plays throughout the night. Nice to see him playing well and surviving out there, showing some athleticism. Very good game off the bench. Twenty-two points and talk about efficient. I mean, well, if Jamari Parker plays like that and he stays healthy, who would you rather have, Wiggins or Parker? Remember the 2014 draft? Wiggins won, Parker two? Huh? Huh? Two ACLs later for the poor guy. His left ACL. Son of a gun. So I feel bad for him in that sense. I hope he's finally going to stay healthy long term. Um, you know, it's like in Washington's field goal percentage was actually lower than Minnesota's, but they made 11 threes. That's kind of like a semi-difference, 33%, but it's not that good. It's just the fact that you need to get any type of stop of any kind, and it's just like they got what they wanted and they got the offensive rebounders that they wanted and that's bullcrap so that's what kind of game it was that's the kind of game it was let's move on eh let's move forward 135 121 washington washes the floor with the wolves in the second half anyway a pretty solid performance in the first half by minnesota talking about solid performances now again the washington game was on sunday the third of march to get things started tuesday the fifth of march Target Center, about 16,000 people in attendance. There's no snow to make an excuse to not show up for this game. And, of course, if you're a Timberwolves fan that's been around this team long enough, you know this team plays so well against this club. Even when Oklahoma City was like an NBA Finals type of team and they would usually beat us, Minnesota tended to have some great games with this team. I mean, beautiful games. Kevin Love, like 45, like, you know, 40-point games. And Rubio, 20 assists. And... And it would get to like double overtime, just epic battles. Kevin Durant hitting a three-pointer, corner three, with no time left to tie it up. And oh, and then <laughs> Rick Adelman letting out the loudest GD it ever as he swung his fist in frustration. He couldn't believe it. Like literally a buzzer beater to tie the game up to force it to double overtime. So that's kind of what that was. Um, forget about Wiggins scoring 40 points. It was Carl's turn against OKC. He was all over the place, making it look easy. He wasn't perfect in the game, but he was damn close. <laughs> the New Zealander, the New Zealander, Mr. Mr. Adams there, unfortunately, I had a, was bloodied a bit with his nose. Steven Adams, good, solid game, though. Obviously, gritty guy. Six field goal attempts, 13 points. You don't get much more efficient than that. Westbrook has got a little Iversonitis. Definitely went ape crap in this game. I don't think it helped his cause. But, of course, Paul George didn't shoot well in this game. I mean, 4 of 14 from downtown is not going to get it done. 8 of 25 overall. So he had kind of the Westbrook game. And then Westbrook kind of had the Paul George kind of game. The 38-point performance for Westbrook. So they kind of switched each other's sides here. And it was typical Westbrook against Minnesota in the past. Where he would shoot the ball too much. But he had some good moments. Ultimately, did not get the job done, though. Did OKC. Beautiful second quarter for Minnesota. 41 points. OKC would kind of sort of hang it in striking distance, but the Wolves would answer time and time again. And the frustrations that you heard from me about the Wolves versus Washington, you probably heard about OKC versus the Thunder. Uh, OKC versus the Timberwolves, anyway. Uh, it was just time and time again. The Wolves kind of had their way in this one. Uh, Sharish definitely has up to the efficiency making more than half of his shots. Didn't attempt any hardly, only five for 10 points, but still a solid overall performance for Sharich. You're not seeing like one of 11 type of crap like you saw last week. So well done, nicely done. You're seeing, you're basically seeing Sharich in his first few games with Minnesota coming off the bench before he was a starter. That's kind of what he is right now. And uh, basically him and Gibson are a platoon. Um, they're splitting minutes. They're about 20-ish minutes apiece, 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 like slightly more for uh, Dario. But a nice, solid, efficient game for Todd Gibson, who again would get ejected in the next game. Derrick Rose was actually super solid in this one, hitting around guys and hitting a couple shots, but generally speaking, just attacking the basket. And that was a beautiful thing to watch. Wiggins did have some good, solid moments. It's not like he was bad in this game. In a lot of ways, he was kind of kind of sort of a perfect Wiggins game. You got a steal, you got a block, you got 18 points, you got efficient shooting, 3 of 6 from downtown. 7 of 15 is not the best thing you ever saw, but that ain't bad. It's 45%. I'll take that from Wiggins. 
I'll take that from Wiggins any day. And I'm not here bashing Wiggins. I'm not here bashing Wiggins. I don't want him to fail. I'm not sticking, I don't have a voodoo, I don't have a voodoo doll with Andrew Wiggins jersey on and sticking needles in it. I'm, that's not what I'm doing here. For those of you that think I'm just sitting, sitting here bashing Wiggins, I supported the crap out of him. I couldn't wait to see him become a Dominique Wilkins clone in the course of his career. And I think it's still in him. That spin move is something to see. But boy, you know, at least turning in games like this is, is a start. And if if this could be like his low end, like I'm the number two guy type of game, I'll take it any time. And then you have his high end, I'm the top guy type of games filtered in as well. 40 points, 35 points, beautiful spin moves, 28 points type of games. You know, half, 50% from downtown, 45% from downtown, we'll take it that a billion times. I mean, you got yourself two franchise players then. If you can get Wiggins getting anywhere near that type of level, because he could be like, you know, who's going to be the star tonight? Is it going to be Carl? Is it going to be Andrew? Would love that. But um, Jeff Teague, this is like the ultimate Jeff Teague type of game again. Missed only two shots in the game, 16 points, 12 assists. He was beautiful. Only turned the ball over two times. You'll take you'll take that assist to turnover ratio ten out of ten times there. He was a plus ten in that category. Was Mr. Teague twelve to two? Beautiful, beautiful game. Okogie obviously providing the solid defense. Very little offense, but still getting the job done and hitting a couple threes though. Little three and D type of effort from Josh Okogie. It was a complete team effort in this game. It really was. Carl clearly the the star, like far and away. But nobody was hurting Carl. That's the good part. Nobody was out there shooting too much and just killing us and damaging the game, you know, putting Oklahoma City back in it because of stupid turnovers and horrible shot attempts that led to fast breaks. 41 points for Mr. Carl Anthony Towns as he just dominated and had a great night. Again, those easy catch-and-shoot threes that Carl does are a thing of beauty. I don't want him to stop doing them. It was just in the past, like, 11 attempts or something. That's getting kind of psychotic. Like, don't, don't ignore your talents. And obviously, Carl has definitely... Stayed down low most of the game, and that's where he gets most of his points. I mean, you can hit a couple of threes. Nothing wrong with that, especially in big moments when it's the right time. A momentum shot, so to speak. But when you're generally down low and just schooling fools down in the paint, keep it up. And that's basically what took place and what has been taking place. And again, cutting to the basket uh, on those lead passes that lead to beautiful dunks. <laughs> those put-back type of dunks, those are some beautiful things. Um, gotta love it. So, good overall night for Minnesota. 131-120. Very entertaining. Uh, Russell Westbrook, speaking of entertaining, had a comment to Carl Anthony Towns saying, <laughs> make the playoffs and get back to me. Well, they did make the playoffs last year. It wasn't an impressive performance, but they did make the playoffs. And, well, the Timberwolves have basically owned OKC, so I don't know where that's coming from. We all know Russell Westbrook. He's a, kind of an angry son of a gun when he's on the court. Off the court, he seems like a pretty nice guy most of the time. He's obviously a little arrogant, but just about everybody is. I mean, just about everybody that's ever picked up a basketball has a little bit of cockiness in him at times. I mean, but it just kind of is what it is. So, I mean, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of silly. He can definitely uh, lose his mind sometimes in, in the middle of a game. Obviously, the too many attempts and, of course, getting pissed off at players and saying things he doesn't need to say. It's kind of silly. Um, we did make it last year. Yes, again, it was a very unimpressive series. We all know that. Uh, a couple of good games from Wiggins that, that followed by a bunch of junk after that. But uh, it kind of is what it is there. So we uh, Westbrook looking silly with that conversation. Back-to-back situation. Minnesota riding the high into Detroit, into the Palace. And it was malice at the Palace. It was. It, it's always malice at the Palace. Now they call it Little Caesars Arena. So they play in the same building that the Detroit Red Wings play. So that's cool. About 15,000 fans checked this sucker out on March the 6th. Drummond versus Gibson. Heavyweight heavyweight championship of the world. Let's go. Okay, I don't know about that. But Wiggins played exactly the same as he did against Oklahoma. Basically the same. I can't believe what I'm looking at. This has got to be a mistake. It's got to be a mistake. It's like the exact stat line. 8 of 15, 2 of 5 from from downtown, 18 points, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 assists, 4 rebounds. That's like the exact stat line. So, okay, way to be consistent, Andrew. A little Now, to bring back that solid defense you were doing right after Mr. Butthead left town, that nice solid defense that Andrew Wiggins was playing has completely vanished, and it's basically everybody else you could 
factor in that category. Good solid game again, 35-22, riding the high. And then Detroit had an explosive second quarter. It was still a fairly close game, but it's just leading into that third quarter. It was a back-and-forth type of situation that got worse and worse gradually. And then, of course, again, the Malice at the Palace. Once again, the former Palace, Little Caesars Arena. Little Caesars, go get your... Uh, Go get your $6 deep dish pizzas. Hell yes. Make sure you have a pepperoni, though. That's the best stuff there is. But, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. There's a free plug, I guess, accidentally, but that's fine. Um, I don't know, man. This is just, this was really garbage. This game was balls. At least in the second half. <laughs> um, Andre Drummond and Gibson, of course, you got, I guess, I guess it was intentional. Some people say it wasn't. It kind of looked like it, the way... Gibson extended his elbow. I'm not sure he meant to literally elbow the guy in the face, though. I don't think he meant to. I think he probably meant to put his elbow in the guy's, you know, in the guy's bicep or tricep, whatever the heck, you know, the upper arm, blah, 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 maybe the shoulder. I think that's all he meant to do. And it just so happened to go a little too high and elbowed the guy in the face. And in uh, Drummond's case, it led to a big dramatic situation. Ultimately, a flagrant two, an ejection, which led to a lot of frustration some people agree with it. Some people don't. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Saunders, you got to really see him get mad. You didn't see him throw a sport coat like you saw Flip back in the day, which is really fun. I loved watching that thing fly 100 feet in the air and just float down like a parachute. God, that was cool. <laughs> I miss those days. He didn't do it that often, but when he did it, it was just like, did I just see that? It was the funniest thing I ever saw. <laughs> I, I was at the game. I forget who the Wolves were playing. Was it the Spurs, maybe? Extremely frustrating game. Usually, Flip Saunders would get at least one technical foul when the Wolves played the Spurs back in the day. There was so much frustration with the Spurs' chippy play, and, and they, you know, they bend the rules just a tiny bit just to drive us insane, and they get away with everything. But that's usually what good teams do. They get away with a lot of crap. Uh, Detroit, though, again, would have their positive moments. And leading into that second half, though, and obviously the third quarter after the big incident there, the game just completely went awry after it was back and forth, back and forth in the second and third quarter. Again, beautiful first, but then the second and third quarter. It's kind of a back and forth situation. And then it was just like, good after, good morning, good afternoon, good night. It was some total bullcrap. Uh, it was like late, or excuse me, it was early fourth quarter when things started to really get out of hand. Um, but then again, yeah, it was like a tie game. And next thing you know, there was a four-point play, a BS foul by Derrick Rose. I'm not sure what he was doing. Horrible foul at a three-point shot, but that's something we've been doing way too much over the years. It goes from like a 90 to 89 lead to a 99 to 90 <laughs> deficit. And next thing you know, Detroit's up by like 20 points, and that's how things pretty much finished throughout the night. Three-pointer after three-pointer down the stretch, 131 to 114. So Dwayne Casey, despite being a defensive coach, he certainly didn't put the clamps down on his offense. Blake Griffin, minimal minutes. I'm not sure if he's hurting or... Uh, a hot hand situation. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Ish Smith, former uh, Philadelphia 76ers, had some huge games against the Wolves. Did it again with 19 points off the bench. A5 assists added on board. Thon Maker, very efficient in the 14 minutes. As well with 10 points. Uh, even Glenn Robinson the third had a big three that kind of started to turn the tide early in that fourth. That really got things going. Luke Kennard out of Aussie. Made half of his shots, including from downtown. 21 points off the bench, particularly in the uh, late in the game when things really started to get out of hand for Minnesota. Detroit 54% from downtown, 42% from... Uh, 54% in general, 42% from downtown. My apologies. Minnesota, again, not bad numbers. Not bad numbers at all. I mean, 114 points you'd think is pretty solid. Maybe the Wolves win 114-110 back in the day. 48 49% basically, it's 48, but just above, you know, barely under 49, 48.8, and then 44.4 from downtown, 12 of 27, you thought that's a win, and you made 95% of your free throws, 20 of 21, I mean, that's great, and you don't win, and you give up 131 points, see, offensively, the Wolves played pretty solid in this game, but defensively, it's just like, poo, it was complete garbage, as Vince Germano would say, it was poo, uh, and that's basically what took place. And that's what continues to take place. And it doesn't make Ryan Saunders look good. Though I do think he's still a favorite to get the job. But crime and nitly trigger. This is uh, awful. It's it's awful. It's awful, man. I mean, I, I don't know how much longer Timberwolves fans can take this. Because it's been going on forever. But I suppose 
I suppose we're fairly used to it by now, and ah, whatever. Uh, Alpha Wolf Award, it's going to go to Josh Akogi. No, I think we know who it's going to go to. It's going to go to a guy who's averaging like over 30 points a game the last month and a half, and that's Carl Anthony Towns. The Johnny Flynn Memorial, you know, Wiggins didn't have a bad week. He was kind of lifeless against the the Washington Wizards. He sure was. He was okay against Detroit, okay against uh, uh, Oklahoma City. I don't know. Just the defense. Just the defense. You know, I mean, I don't like Rose shot attempts at times, and it drives me absolutely up the wall. But again, he provides that energy that sometimes need, is desperately needed on a team that's been frustrated time and time again. And at times is lifeless, like Wiggins is, you know, shooting 4 of 21 or some horrible garbage like that, or Sarit, 1 of 11. Sometimes you need a little bit of that energy, even though it's silly, like nine field goal attempts for eight points in the Detroit game. That's garbage. <laughs> it is. I keep saying it. I'm sorry. I know you're probably tired of hearing that, but um, I mean, who would you rather have running the offense? It would be Tyus Jones 10 out of 10 times. Both of them had about 20 minutes. Tyus Jones, 6 assists. And, you know, <laughs> it's an efficient player where Derrick Rose in 19 minutes attempting 9 shots. That's a lot. But, you know, getting only 8 points out of it. So, Stuff like that doesn't always sit well. It's just the defense in general. The defense in general and the poor representation of who I think is a decent coach and has a future. I loved seeing how he stood up for Tyus Jones. I loved the frustration, the anger, and he was saying, go ahead, go ahead. And he's got a twitch. I know Flip Saunders obviously had that twitch, that tick, whatever, where he would pull his collar and adjust his neck around. I mean, everybody knows that. I just did it. Nobody could see it, but because there's no camera on me, except this... uh, laptop one that's not turned on, but who knows, maybe the government's watching me for all I know, because I'm just such a bad person, um, yeah, but, (laughs) not toting the company line on everything in this world, but, uh, but, uh, I'm not the most politically correct person, I think most of you know that, um, but, (laughs) but no, um, Ryan Saunders, his, his facial tech is like, he kind of blinks and kind of yanks his, yanks his head, uh, yanks his head around a little bit. He doesn't do it like a flip where he grabs his collar, but he kind of, he moves his head over and he kind of winks a little bit. It's kind of funny, but I guess we all have something. We all have some kind of thing we do over and over again, and it's kind of funny to watch. He kept doing it. Like, when he was mad, he kept doing it. Uh, I think both of them are a little bit, uh, it's like they're fidgety. Both Flip and uh, Mr., uh, both Flip was, yeah, Flip was a very fidgety guy. Uh, you know, when he was sitting down, he couldn't sit still very much. And I think Ryan Souders is the same way, and I have nothing against that. Now, if you can coach and you're a great person and you're, you're good at what you do, go ahead and kick some butt. Who, who cares if you're a little fidgety? If, if you judge somebody over that, you're kind of weak. So that said, made my little point there. I'd love to see Ryan Saunders being the long-term head coach of the Timberwolves, and I wish him nothing but success. So with that, we'll end this very negative uh, first segment in terms of the defensive play of the Timberwolves and hopefully get some positivity in the second segment with four games to preview coming up. Hey guys, Coach Joey Awajan here. Let's see some of that OKC performance in some of these future games here if you hope to get this coach hired and maybe even make the playoffs or something. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Four games to preview. That's what we're here to do in segment numero dos. Yes, sir. I'm kind of weird today. I don't know. But I guess I'm always kind of weird. We get to play the Wizards again in Target Center Saturday, the 9th of March. And today's the 8th. Wow, happy birthday to my brother. 41. 41 and still having fun, I guess. Or is it 42? I don't even know. Yeah, it's 41 and I turned 40 in July 29th. Exciting. I get to turn 40 years old in July. (laughs) That's wonderful, 40. That sucks. But I'd still be a very young NBA coach, so Coach Joey Wyden says, let's kick some butt. Boy, what a beautiful Southeast division. Miami Heat, four games under 500, and they're going to be division champions, maybe. <laughs> One game ahead of the Orlando Magic. <laughs> Come on, what's going on with my Charlotte uh, Hornets? They were supposed to make the playoffs this year, and God, they're bad right now. But obviously, they're still a dangerous team to play against. Bradley Beal, we talked about him last show, 26 points a game, walls out for the year, Bobby Portis is around, Dwight Howard is a myth, he's, he's just Bigfoot, that's all he really is at this point. John Wall, well, we'll not worry about him anymore, Porter's in Chicago, 
This team smoked us last time around. Bradley Beal, Trevor Ariza, Bobby, Bobby Portis was a good, solid player last time around. He could make threes, 43%. He's the best overall three-point shooter on the Washington Wizards. Jabari Parker, 10, 10 games, has been pretty damn solid for the Wizards, averaging 13 points, and he had 22 against us, against his counterpart in the 2014 NBA draft. <sighs> let's keep him under 120, okay? Keep him under 120, and let's score 120, okay? Can we please do that this time? I expect Carl Anthony Towns to continue what he's doing. I mean, why not? And if he doesn't, somebody else needs to step up. Uh, Jeff Teague, another one of those beautiful games where you're efficient, very solid, 50%, 12 assists, 11 assists, 20-point type of game. I love those. I love those type of games from uh, Mr. Teague. A couple threes, a couple of nice little Chauncey Billups, just beautiful little Mr. Mr. Smooth from downtown. I mean, he can shoot those nice Chauncey Billup type threes. Can... Uh, uh, Jeff Teague. Washington, to their credit, has been playing better. They're 3-2 and two in their last five, including beating us. Damn it. They beat Dallas with 132 points. Very interesting. Uh, they lost to Indiana on Feb 23-119-112 at home, unfortunately for them. Lose or Win in Brooklyn, 125-116. Lose at Boston, 106-97. Beat a certain club that plays in... Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. They just play downtown, you know, in Target Center, 125, 121. And they lost, and they beat Dallas, 132, 123, so that's good. Good. Uh, Washington plays their division rival, the Charlotte Hornets. They almost call them the Bobcats. Hornets sound so much better. Why would I call them the Bobcats? But I guess I got used to it tonight and a back-to-back situation. So no excuses, Minnesota. You got rest. You got frustration. Minnesota needs to win the game. Um, you got to get this team to fold by the third quarter, beat them by... 15, 20 points. It needs to be done. It must be done. And the Wolves will get the job done this time around. 125. 125 to 116. 125 to 110. Something like that. 125, 116 I'll go with. I just, I don't know. I, I think the Wolves will pull away in the fourth quarter. Maybe maybe a win by more than 116. But I don't know. Washington can score points, obviously. At least lately. They sure can. But on a back-to-back, we'll just have to wait and see. They are 6th in the league in points scored. So they have a hell of an offense. And they're 8th in the league in field goal percentage. But again, they're not a good rebounding team. And their 3-point percentage is not good. But Bobby Portis, i got to think, is having that creep up a little bit since the trade deadline. But a 125-116 victory for the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns, another you know supreme type of game. 31-point, 12-rebound type of game. But I think he's going to get help from guys like Teague and Rose, of course. Would like to see a solid performance from Wiggins, but I don't know. He 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 hasn't done so good against Washington, and I don't know. With Wiggins, it's just game by game by game. You never know who's going to show up. But um, I think Wiggins is going to get something like 16 points, hopefully a, uh, you know, 7, 8 rebounds. would be great, and that'd be fine. Uh, that's basically where I'm leaning, though. It's going to be Carl pretty much leading the way with help from the backcourt in Teague and Rose getting uh, low, uh, upper teens, low 20s apiece in the game to help Carl Anthony Towns. New York Knicks. The New York Knicks come to Target Center. Well, there's no excuse. It's a back-to-back, though, unfortunately. So that's the tough part. You get to play Washington, and then you play New York. Luckily, it's not like an afternoon game, which would be really rough. Less than 24 hours between uh, game game uh, between, between tip-off and all that. MSG, MSG's one, well, their channel, of course, but of course, Fox Sports Net for us. We gotta love that. Fox Sports North, anyway, which sounds a little better. I think the Wolves win two and lose two up and coming. But, yeah, with that said, Minnesota's gotta take care of business against the New York Knicks. They're in the bottom fourth or fifth of the league in every category, except, you know, rebounding their 20th. They're like in the top, bottom third part. I mean, that's the best thing they can offer. And, of course, when you have Enos Cantor, well, actually, not anymore, but uh, DeAndre Jordan, 12.2 a game. Kind of is what he is. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's a nice up-and-comer. A lot of people like what he brings. Obviously a nice rookie, averaging two and a half blocks a game. DeAndre Jordan, 70% field goal percentage because he plays right next to the basket, and he's strong enough to be able to do that. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been leading the club in scoring, and he's been a hell of a player. He's coming out of the draft years and years ago. And Dennis Smith, as long as he can stay healthy, he's a future star for the New York Knicks, I gotta think. And uh, that could be a one of those nice, nifty moves for the New York Knicks, where Dennis Smith will be, we won't call him the face of the franchise, but he could be one of them, and hopefully for the draft's sake, maybe you get, uh, maybe they get, uh, bring in Zion, as long as his shoe stays in one piece, and all that, and doesn't burst open, that type of thing, the poor guy, so that's the hope for him, and, uh, and I'm not trying to make light of a situation that could have been an absolute utter disaster, Whew, you could have had a Sean Livingston situation, 
there. So, whew, that's not a joke. Um, you just got to win this game. I don't know. I mean, just plain and simple, Dennis Smith is nice and everything, but he's kind of by himself. I mean, he, that, that's not completely true, though. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. has been a nice player, but Tim Hardaway Jr. on a good team is more of a, a, a piece. He's not one of the guys that should be your second best player or something. DeAndre Jordan's what he is. He's a pain in the ass to play against. He's still very, 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 very valuable, but he's limited. I mean, obviously, we all know about his free throw percentage over the years, but now all of a sudden he's making 73% in New York, so damn. I mean, he's been like a 50.40% type of guy. Um, 73% so far for the Knicks. That's pretty good, actually. I'm kind of surprised. But no, the Wolves need to take care of business. Uh, one in four in their last five, the New York Knicks are beating Orlando 108-103 to 103 in Madison Square Garden, losing to Cleveland there 125-118 to 118 two days later on Feb 28. Clippers in Staples Center crushed the Knicks 128-107. Sacramento beats the Knicks 115-108. And the Phoenix Suns beat the New York Knicks 107-96 on March the 6th. Both teams will be playing a back-to-back situation, so that really uh, makes a difference. So they'll be going from New York City, Madison Square Garden, to Minnesota in a back-to-back situation, where Minnesota will be staying home in their back-to-back situation, so you can't cry, uh, oh, it's a back-to-back, we didn't have our legs. The Knicks have to travel from New York to Minnesota, so you can't complain there. Luckily, a little bit of time allotted, though, because the Sacramento game is an 11 a.m. start, or, well, shall we say a 12 a.m. start in New York City, but then they have to come here at, uh, which would be 6, no, it would be 8 a, uh, it would be eight p.m. in New York time, so to speak, to play in Minnesota. So they'll have some time allotted, but, well, they got a flight to take as well. Not easy either way. Minnesota should uh, take care of business against this team like we did last time around, i got to think, just very recently. Minnesota wins the game 120 I think the Minnesota Timberwolves have a nice, solid game. 125, 128. New York is going to struggle, I think, off and on in the game. 108, something like that. Carroll Anthony Towns, he's not going to play a whole lot in this game, I think. I think the Wolves build a sizable lead. And then you have guys like Jop getting like 15 points. I, I'm not sure what's going on with Lou Aldang. would be nice if Robert Covington came back, but I don't know. Maybe you don't need to risk bringing him back for this game. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Covington. I'm just not counting on him right now. I'm not even going to mention him in any of these uh, games until he actually starts playing. And if he does, so be it. Uh, I do think Rose is going to get 22-25 to in the game. I think that's going to be one of the keys. He'll play a lot of minutes. Hopefully not too many, though, because he's limited that way. Um, Tyus Jones, again, Tyus Jones is probably going to get more minutes than Teague in the game for obvious reasons. You'd rather have Tyus Jones out there in a game like this. Let Teague's... uh, you know, let Teague's body hold up, let Rose's body hold up. I mean, those two guys have been so unreliable off and on this season. They're like a nice, decent car that breaks down every 10 seconds. And it's not because they're just the most injury-prone person ever. They're just breaking down a lot this year for some reason. Both, uh, obviously, Rose is what he is, and Teague has been breaking down this year like crazy, despite in the past he was a complete Iron Man. But maybe Teague is starting to hit that, that, that physical wall a teeny bit, even though he's not that old. But the wear and tear over the years is starting to starting to take shape a little bit, starting to take its toll on Mr. Jeff Teague, who again isn't even that old yet. Uh, but Minnesota still still should win a solid game. Just a deeper team, more solid team, and a home game helps as well. As the Wolves are not a good road team at all. And I'm not counting on the Wolves uh, beating either of the teams coming up here. I don't know what happened to this thing, but Minnesota will be playing the Denver Nuggets coming up. Mile High City on Tuesday the 12th. Late game, 9.30. Those are always fun for us second shifters. That's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> first place in the Northwest Division. They're very solid. Timberwolves will not be fighting with Denver for the playoffs like they were last year. Denver's in. Denver is in. Um, they're ninth in field goal percentage, 10th in three-point percentage, 13th in points scored, 6th in rebounding. They do have a lot of good rebounders on their team. Nobody who's spectacular, but a lot of solid rebounders up and down the lineup. Uh, Jokic, Jokic, the Joker, as they call him. Man, the guy is leading in everything. He's uh, he's an Avita Sabonis type. Almost eight assists. Almost eight assists for Jokic. Yes, he is a center. That's right. 11 rebounds. About 20 and a half points. Jamal Murray continues to be a factor. Gary Harris is always a, a nice shooter. Nice, solid guy. But he can't stay healthy. Uh, his field goal percentage is way down from what he normally is capable of. But we all know what he can do against Minnesota. I don't think the Wolves beat the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they have not been playing well lately. Luckily, the Wolves have very entertaining games 
I guess the Denver Nuggets, kind of like OKC, but very entertaining close games like earlier this year. Would love to see Minnesota take care of business in Denver, but I kind of doubt it. I think it's going to be a very close game. Denver, though, 2-3 and three in their last five. They beat Oklahoma City, just like us, on the 26th, 121-112. They lose versus Utah in Denver, 111-104. The Jazz are playing way better lately. Uh, New Orleans, they lost to New Orleans on the second. Huh, 120-112. They lose to the Spurs by one in San Antonio. Pretty good performance, but didn't get the job done. Only scored 103 points, 104-103. And they beat the Lakers in Los Angeles, 115-99. Killed the Lakers, who are not going so good right now. And I can imagine the frustration going on with uh, many a Laker fan in Australia and in the United States the past few months here. It's getting kind of hot in here. Getting kind of hot in here, if you don't mind me. <laughs> Trying to adjust something, but kind of is what it is. Adjusting something on the fly. Burning up in here. Burning up. So kind of is what it is. I don't know why. But no, I mean, even though they're not playing well, I don't like the way the Wolves play against this team. Especially there, you know, it, it just never goes well. Is it still Pepsi Center? Is it? Pretty sure it is. So, I I don't like the way the Wolves play there. It sucks. Obviously, very solid players. Jamal Murray always seems to have good games against us. Heck, we passed on him and took Chris Dunn. I'd sure love to have Jamal uh, Murray right now. You know what? Ask me. Who would I rather have between uh, Zach Levine and Jamal Murray? Who would I rather have? Who do you think I'd rather have? I'd rather have Jamal Murray. I would rather have Jamal Murray... Then Zach Levine. What do you think of that? <laughs> That's basically where I stand there. A guy who's definitely got a well-rounded game. And, boy, I still wouldn't mind having Gary Harris at the shooting guard. But, well, it is what it is. Even coming off the bench. Minnesota does not win the game, though. I think Denver and Minnesota, it's going to be a kind of a up-and-down type of game. I think the Nuggets win by, like, 2 or 4 or something like that. 118, 114, something around those lines. Carl will have a decent, solid game. Him and Jokic, Jokic will have a good, solid performance. I have a feeling Wiggins is going to have probably his better game of the week. That's my that's my guess. Wiggins will have one of his better games. I think he usually typically plays pretty good against the Denver Nuggets. In the past, it was Jimmy Butler, but we'll leave that alone. I have a feeling Wiggins is going to have a 25-point performance in this game, but the Wolves end up losing down the stretch against this Nuggets team, which just, they always go on runs. They get hot. And they pull away, and things just don't go our way in Pepsi Center. But it will be a very entertaining close game down the stretch. Wrap things up with a Utah Jazz on the 14th of <clears throat> the 14th of March coming up. It's going to be a fun, entertaining battle, I think. But then again, no, it isn't. Uh, Minnesota and Utah. This usually doesn't go so well. Denver. It's usually a close game. Oklahoma City. It can be a close game. Oftentimes, very successful for the Wolves. And I appreciate that very, very much at the end of the day. It's just always a crappy matchup. I mean, always. It's been this way since Stockton and Malone were there, which is when the Wolves started playing, when they first existed against the, uh, you know, in the NBA. The Utah Jazz always seemed to have their way with the Wolves. I mean, when have the Wolves ever really consistently been good against the Jazz? Never. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 13 rebounds. Definitely a shot-blocking force. Two and a, two and a half a game. Feels like it should be more than that. Donovan Mitchell's become a rising star for Utah. He's generally been staying healthy, which is good for him. Uh, Rubio's oft-injured, oft-healthy, oft-injured, oft-healthy. 32% from the floor. But even Donovan uh, from from downtown, excuse me, 40% from the floor. I almost went crazy there. Uh, Mitchell, slightly higher. So not the highest field goal percentage type of team, but they make their threes some of these guys anyway. Kyle Culver, a member of the Jazz, he's been hitting some threes, 40%, but that's kind of who he is. He was moved from uh, Cleveland, mercifully, over to the Utah Jazz. I'm sure he's a little bit happier on a team that can make the postseason, and they're 4-1 and one in their last five. Rubio's been averaging about six and about six assists uh, a game. Joe Ingles, five assists a game. Donovan Mitchell, four assists a game. Kind of a little bit of everything. Certainly an, a, a great athlete and a nice rising star. For the Utah Jazz. Uh, shout out to Pumpa, by the way, who uh, took a picture with Dante Exum. He's been all over the c- country a bit. He's in the United States and going to games. And he was in Utah the other day. And uh, Yap sent me a Twitter picture of him with Dante Exum. So cool, his countryman there. Nice little backup spark plug point guard for the Utah Jazz. He, I thought he was going to be better in the NBA. But it's not like he's bad. But he's, he, he you know, I thought he was going to be like a full-time starting type of player. But 
I was wrong, unfortunately, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Joe Crowder, also a former Cleveland Cavalier over the years. He's a 12-point guy. He's been a thorn in the wolf's side, boy. He really has, especially with a member uh, as a member of the Utah Jazz. Uh, Rudy Gobert is what he is. Donovan Mitchell, blah, blah, blah. This just never goes well. In the last five, the Jazz won a back-to-back -back against the Clippers in Denver. That's pretty impressive. They went from uh, Utah to Denver, which I guess isn't that big of a deal. That's not much of a travel. They're like right on top of each other, but they score 111 in both games. 111-105 over, over the Clippers. 111-104 over Denver. That's kind of crazy how similar that is. March the 2nd, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks in Utah, which is obviously, again, it's a tough place to play. 115-111. It's the only team they got there, and they do a good job. Obviously, they have college basketball and everything. The Utes, the Utes are in the house. For some reason, New Orleans is beating everybody, or at least certain teams. March the 4th, 115-112 in Utah. Pretty impressive win for the New Orleans Pelicans. And then Utah goes to New Orleans and takes care of business there. That figures. 114-104. Jazz will play Memphis, Oklahoma City, and Phoenix before playing the Wolves. So the one hope the Wolves have is it's a back-to-back. -back. They go from Phoenix to Utah, which again isn't that much of a travel. So luckily they're hanging out in the Southwest there. Not a big deal. Um, God, I'd love to go to Phoenix. and oh, I'd love to go to Phoenix and, and Utah right now. Wouldn't that be cool? I love the Southwest. God, I love it. Um, the Wolves obviously have the 13th off, so that's a, you know the Wolves have a chance. I don't think that back-to-back -back is going to hurt the Jazz as much as some people might believe. Whenever the Wolves beat the Jazz in Utah, it's like, wow, we did it. I remember that feeling years ago, and I would love to see it again. I just don't think it's going to happen. Wolves have played Houston really good as well. So you go into when you go into next week, you have two days off and then head to Houston which I think is going to be an extremely entertaining game on the 17th Sunday. Of course, we will not be previewing that one. That is next week's show with three games to preview, apparently. Houston-Golden State, which is always a good matchup nowadays. Wolves seem to play that team pretty well most of the time, particularly in target center, though, and at Charlotte. They had that one spectacular game years ago when Towns was a rookie, I believe, with Sam Mitchell as coach. Oh, that was beautiful. Shabazz Muhammad, Andrew Wiggins, and... Uh, Carl Anthony Towns just, and Zach Levine. It was just an amazing game by the Timberwolves, driving and driving and driving on the Warriors and playing strong defense during that season when the Warriors were chasing the Bulls. Which, of course, yes, they, they won the regular season war, but they won the regular season battle, but they lost the war. The Bulls from 96 remain the greatest team of all time, as far as I'm concerned. And it's not because I hate the Warriors so much, which maybe I do, but... The Bulls are better. I'm sorry. They they won the championship and the uh, the Warriors didn't. They won the championship and the Warriors didn't. And that Seattle team was damn good. They won 64 games. So don't forget the team the Bulls played in that 96 finals. It was actually a pretty good freaking team. They would have won the championship every other year. Every other year they would have won it all. But the Bulls were waiting for them. <sighs> Delaying the inevitable. Utah wins the game. 115 to 100. They're going to win by 15. It might even be like a 118 to 95. It's, it's These suck all the time. It is a back-to-back, -back, so that's what might keep the Wolves in it. It actually might be a closer game because of that, but I think the Jazz pull away and get the job done in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's like a broken record. Carl's going to have a great game. Wiggins, I don't know where to go with that guy, obviously. Uh, Covington, I'd like to believe he, he would be a factor in this type of game. This is a Covington type of game. Kind of a tough a tough team with Utah that's certainly, certainly got offensive capabilities, but they're also a pretty intelligent defensive team. I mean, they don't give up these big 125, 130 type of games. They're solid, strong defensive team. We could really use a, uh, a, a uh, Robert Covington in a game like this. Hopefully, somehow, he miraculously returns, maybe for Denver or this game. And then... Uh, He's a factor, and he scores like 18 points off the bench. Uh, 18 points if he's starting or off the bench. Whatever it is. But if the Wolves win this game, it'll take some type of an unseen huge game from somebody, like a 30-point game from Rose, 35-point game from Wiggins. Something crazy. Something unexpected. Sarich goes off for 28. Just like he's unconscious. Like he's 8 of 10 or something from downtown. It would take something like that. And it's not because Utah's so great. It's just a bad matchup. It just uh, it just never works out. Carl's going to get his, but he needs a really good game from somebody else. And it was it's supposed to be Wiggins. It's supposed to be. Go out and get 35 points. But uh, you can't count on that. So, And we all know that already. With that said, let's take a break and get to some fan interaction and wrap up this week's show.
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. Want to thank Levi Brown and Vince Germano for retweeting the most recent episode, 252, Defense is Optional. Thank you guys for retweeting it and keeping that show out there to your friends. Thank you out there for that. Anybody that wants to retweet the show, thank you very much in advance that you might want to do that. The Timberwolves have recalled Robert Covington from Iowa, still listed as out. Yeah, so it's like, no matter how many times, this is John Krasinski, uh, Washington, blah, blah, blah. So they just kind of messing around with this one. It's like he's never going to come back up. He was recalled way back before the Washington game, and still nothing nothing going on. So not sure what's going to happen with that one. Uh, love John Krasinski, Johnny K, Johnny Athletic in this town. Yeah, this is cute. I'm seeing some stuff. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Seeing something else from somebody. Ugh, can't read some of that. Yuck. <laughs> certain people, let's just say certain writers in this town, love when they talk Timberwolves. Their politics can, yeah, they know where they can take their politics. I just, yeah, we all know that one. Um, okay, I like this same columnist, though, that uh, had this to say. Britt Robson, it was pretty funny. He said, F this game. He literally said the F word. I'm not going to say it. Bleep this game. Most absurd flagrant two I've, I've seen this season. It's funny seeing Burt Robinson drop an F-bomb on Twitter, but he did. Um, again, that was Taj Gibson versus uh, uh, <laughs> Andre Drummond there. And let there be, he says, let there be no more talk of playoffs by Wolves Media and Organization. It insults fan intelligence. Seventh, eighth seeds tied on a 46-win pace. Wolves would need to go 16 and 1 for 46 wins. 16 and 1? Damn, yeah, that's true, huh? We have won 30 games this year. That's a dumb and dumber size chance. Yeah, they're, they, uh, that's not going to happen, no. So that's unfortunate, unless uh, multiple teams like collapse at the same time, but it's not going to happen. So, yeah, whatever, right? It's kind of frustrating. <sighs> Just a little bit. I'm going to follow some of this stuff. Yes, follow, 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 follow. <laughs> Especially that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We'll leave that alone. Little follows going on here. Um, Twitter, though, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. Going to give a quick shout-out to Flip's Army. Flip's Army Facebook page. Encourage you to join that one. Nice, fun in-game thread and Wolves conversation and all that. Very enjoyable. Trevor Wickerin, the founder of that page, kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that Facebook page. So I'm more than obliged to give them a shout-out and encourage you out there to join that page if you could be great and of course if you could join Timberwolves Explosion's Facebook page it'd be great also facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion let's get to what we can here I think I think there's only one post this week been really quiet but lots of likes I haven't been too engaging on social media this past week or so been in and out and of course very 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 long hours and yes Joey works hard, and Joey's so precious because he works hard. I know no one cares, but that's how it goes. Uh, all of us work hard, and a guy that probably even works harder than me, Tanae Brown, from what I'm hearing, that guy is a workhorse, and I appreciate what he does. I have more, I have so much respect for the guy out of New Zealand. He's like one of the coolest people in the world, and he knows I feel that way. It is a, it's a fact. He's just one of the coolest people in the world, Tanae Brown, on Facebook, he says, It's ridiculous how bad, mediocre, to poor teams make us look. We looked great against OKC and then put up three dud quarters against Detroit. So frustrating. And yes, yes we did. It's funny how we still kind of hung in there in the second and third, just enough to tease us, and then the fourth quarter happened, and then things got just just horrendous. It was an absolute... Yeah, the levees broke, blah, blah, blah. It was bad. Um, absolutely awful. And I responded a couple of times. I was saying the fourth quarter was horrendous, especially another thing that was bugging me is why is Derrick Rose always getting the ball in the final seconds? It's getting old. He made one this year. But what about all the others? Most of them are off-balanced, poor shots with double teams, a lot like Jimmy Butler, not helping anybody. Sometimes I swear this team forgets they have Carl Anthony Towns in those moments, along with a four-point play he gave up early in the fourth quarter that basically had Detroit building the momentum to pretty much wrap the game up. And that was the point of the game. When it was basically a tie game and kind of it was back and forth and one point lead for this team, two point lead for that team and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden it was 99-90 within like seconds. And that's when that happened. It was right about that time. Moments later, the Taj Gibson and Andre Drummond, uh, whatever it was, took place. And then the floodgates completely opened after that. And it was just a bunch of junk. So that was a lot of fun, unfortunately. 
in a negative way, in a very negative way. So Wolves end up uh, coming out of it uh, not feeling good. Obviously, hopefully a nice positive victory versus the Washington Wizards tonight. Thank you tonight. I mean, I always love what he has to say and thought-provoking. Obviously, that's why he saw me post all that and say all that. I figured I'd read it because my thought process at the time, you know, was pretty strong because I was literally, I was watching the replay of the game, the entire replay of the game. And then that moment when, again, when Rose follow, followed on a four-point play, ultimately led to a four-point play versus the Detroit Pistons. And things really, really changed rapido after that. Uh, trying to look at something. Trying to see. I'm trying to remember who that could have been. I don't know. I don't I don't think it was. It wasn't Ellington. Uh, Galloway? I think. I don't know. It might have been Galloway. God, that was frustrating. I'm trying to remember who it could have been, but hmm, I don't know. It was a very painful moment, though. I got to tell you, I think it was Galloway. I think so. He made all three of his threes. It was, I believe it was number nine, Galloway. Possibly Ish Smith. I, he might have been. Ah, who cares? Just made his bleeping free throw and as a four-point play, and things started changing very dramatically after that. And it made me uh, downright pissed off, and the rest of us the same. Thanks again for listening, though, all of you, very much. Going to get to the contact details. Obviously, I already mentioned Twitter, mentioned the uh, Facebook page and all that. We'll be putting all, uh, links to both of those in the uh, show description, along with the email address, which we'll be coming to in a moment. The phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for... Timberwolves explosion to your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Greatly appreciated there. It's a three-minute limit, so be wary of that. Be aware of that if you could. It is the uh, same situation when you go to the Call Now button. The Call Now button on the Facebook page. It goes through Facebook Messenger, so as long as you have Wi-Fi or cellular data, everything's fine, and you don't have to worry about long distance. That's definitely became a, uh, become a thing of the past over the years. So at least you have that going for you. Um... And then there's the audio submission route, which today is used, which is the best way to go. Um, you're going to get, sometimes, oftentimes you're going to get the best audio quality, depending on what you use. But even just a regular smartphone these days, it's going to sound pretty good on that. Um, using a uh, voice recording application, which are, again, the sound quality pretty good on those. Usually just about podcast level, even with just using your phone. Uh, it's awesome stuff. You save it and then email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. And if you happen to be somebody that has a, a USB type of microphone, something like that, and you have uh, editing software like Audacity or something, you can do it that way. Save it and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. So there it is. And if I need to, I can convert it into an MP3 file so I can put it in this editing software, which is Audacity <laughs> as well. Uh, Zumzar.com, Converto.com, both very good websites that can convert uh, files into MB3 and all that. Want to give them a free shout out because they're three free plug because they provide a free service, being the files aren't all that large. So I'm able to do that, and more than happy to give them a free plug for those of us out there that maybe you want to convert a bigger file and you sign up for a subscription to that page for like a year or something like that, or it's monthly. I forget exactly. I think there's multiple options. In that case, checking to see if there's any new reviews on iTunes. There are not this week, which is fine. Want to encourage you out there, though, those of you that want to help the show, if any way you can, would be great if you were to write a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher or Double or um, uh, what do they call that one? Google Podcast would be greatly appreciated if you could do that. I will thank you on air and read it and all that. I appreciate very much anybody that might be willing to do that. Thank you in advance. At this moment, uh, it's so greatly appreciated. Mohammed recently last week was saying how he loves listening to the show on the tread, uh, treadmill. And you know what? That's a good place to listen to podcasts. On the treadmill, maybe you're cleaning dishes, maybe you're vacuuming, maybe you're cutting lawns, uh, cutting lawns. Maybe you do that for a second job or you're just cutting your own lawn, depending on what the situation. Good time to listen to podcasts. Just get those little 3M uh, ear, ear, ear protectors. Put your iPhone, uh, <laughs> iPhone, uh, uh, earbuds underneath that and you're good to go you'll, the sound will be protected and you'll hear everything just fine and of course your your ears will be protected from the powerful noise that a lawnmower makes so there it is thanks again in advance for those of you that would be willing to help on iTunes and all that and God bless all of you and hopefully the Timberwolves come out of this week feeling good about themselves moving forward and Robert Covington is back on the court again 